0: This is the Non-Typical Nation podcast with your hosts, Brody Teal and Eric LaBrie.
1: Let's talk hunting and absolutely everything else that goes with it. This podcast is brought to you guys by Old Smokes Coffee. If you're not sitting there sipping some Old Smokes Coffee, you better get after it. Old Smokes Coffee, use promo code NONTYPICAL for 10% off everything on the website. Guys, we spend a ton of time you know, early mornings, late nights in hunting camp, and nothing keeps us going like Old Smokes Coffee. It is coffee crafted for the courageous. Old Smokes Coffee. Use promo code NONTYPICAL for 10% off everything on the website. Okay, guys, we are back. Smelling
0: like bear because we had one hell of a bear season.
1: It's It's been a while since we did a
0: podcast, though. <laughs> we were just talking about it. So we recorded a podcast at our bear camp we had with uh, Tim Sanford, the man, the myth, the legend behind Old Smokes Coffee. Um, Non-Typical Nation host Tommy Lazerko joined us as well. This was his second time hunting bears here in Alberta. And uh, yeah, so we recorded a quick podcast. If you haven't listened to that one, check out the podcast previous to this one. We released these two together. Um, but anyways, we're going to rewind quite a bit. We had an insane season. Um, we both got bears. We achieved our goals. And we, uh, we enjoyed some great hunts with some different people. And uh, experienced some people getting bears, some people not getting bears. Um, some highs, some lows. Um, but nonetheless, it was a bear season to remember. Definitely one for the books
1: yeah you know with everything going on in the world this spring everybody's having you know it's definitely a year to remember no matter what Um, but this spring for a bear season you know we really did get lucky with everything that happened and everything we got to do and everybody everybody we got to hunt with it was just uh yeah it was a spring to remember it was a ton of
0: fun um I hope they can all be like this now I don't know I think the whole COVID thing played into a bunch of free time for a lot of guys. I know you in particular, right? A lot of times this time of year, you're guiding bears. Yeah. Instead, you're guiding me and guiding friends, right? And uh, so, yeah, we uh, just had some crazy, crazy times. And so at the start of the year, um, if you guys listened to any of our previous podcasts, uh, you would have realized that we... We love bear hunting. We're obsessed with bear hunting. Bear hunting is one thing that we are extremely confident with. um, And it's something we have a lot of fun with. Uh, Myself, personally, just the fact that you can hunt till 1030 at night, you have longer days, you can work a full workday and still go hunting and hunt that prime time for bears. Um, Hunt in warm weather. Um, You know, stalking a bear is a lot different than stalking a deer. If that deer sees your vehicle or even just gets a sees any movement it's gone where a bear um they are the king of the, the forest they're you know they are king shit um so they aren't quite as worried about you as deer or elk or moose are so it's a different animal to hunt so we uh we set some goals at the start of the season uh, mine personally was to harvest a bear from the ground with the bow at a bait site um you know we've we've done a few videos And uh, I've done a few hunts, successful hunts, where I've arrowed bears from a tree sent at a bear bait. And it was a ton of fun, incredible experience, but I wanted to do it from the ground. So that's where I started my season off. And you you tell them what your goal was if they haven't heard it. Because we did talk about it earlier on, but we'll just refresh.
1: Yeah, so to refresh, um, I know that uh, I've talked quite a few times on the previous podcast episodes about my new uh, APA mamba. And, uh, yeah, to, to really show off what the APA Mamba, uh, 28 was capable of, I wanted to do a spot and stalk black bear hunt, um, you know, with the bow, obviously. And so that was my goal was to, you know, get one on the ground, spot and stalk, stalk in on one, uh, from a pretty good distance, you know, and just do it that way. I have done that previously once before, um, I was quite a bit younger, it was a few years ago. And it was, you know, it wasn't as controlled of a situation as it probably should have been at the time. So I wanted to do it properly and, you know, get it done right. And I got one, so.
0: Yeah, so you had, so you did get a spot in Stock Bear before and that was one that you filmed with the GoPro?
1: I did, I filmed okay. it with the GoPro, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. wild. And uh yeah, it was lots of fun and it worked out very well. But, you know, looking back, I probably... uh made a few decisions that were a little risky that I probably shouldn't have done, but, you know, again, it worked out. The bear, we got the bear, we we ate the bear, and, nice. yeah, it was a good bear. I got the bear hanging on my wall, so... Nice. Yeah, it all worked out. But this year was, like we said, one for the books, and, and uh, yeah, we both set out for goals. And uh, our season, you know, our, the way our season, re- it really reflects the work we put in this year. We put in a lot of work, and uh, I think that work that work paid off what well, it, it really did
0: yeah we did so we were hauling barrels into the bait with two and a half feet of snow yeah. i've got our picture of you up to your hip in snow with 80 pounds of oats strapped to your back yeah. and we were hiking i think we couldn't get the quad down this one trail so we had about 300 yards to cover down the trail and then 100 yards into the bush and so we tracked through two and a half, three feet of snow on that trail, got into the bush, and we were still at two feet of snow. Um, but we were bound and determined to uh to get in there early and have a you know, be one up on these bears. Yeah, before we they got we out set a
1: date. We were getting these we we're getting our baits filled up, you know, before the end of uh end of April and we were doing it no matter what. And yeah, there was still three feet of snow.
0: Yeah, well and we when we got to the barrels, so we put out the barrels first chance we could in uh very early april and then we just got dumped on in snow with snow so when we got out there the barrels were actually covered in snow so we had to paw away at the snow pretty much just to get the opening of the barrel to pull pour, pour our oats in i got a photo it actually looks like we're just pouring oats into the ground because the barrel is covered with uh, snow. yeah totally frozen
1: in yeah and, yeah
0: yeah, so, you know, there was that one, and then we had two other baits, and same thing. So we trekked through when there was, you know, a couple feet of snow, and uh, it was a lot of work. Like, I remember filming and uh, and saying, this is totally new for me. You know, I've never, I usually wait till that snow is gone, or wait till I can at least quad in there. And, uh, no, we got out there early, because we knew that snow was sticking around late, so it's more than likely going to go right quick, because once it does warm up, it's going to be hot. And that's what happened.
1: And then we were worried about losing our quad privileges.
0: Yeah. So we were yes. trying to get our
1: heavy stuff in while we still had the capability. And then, you know, of course, we weren't even able to use those.
0: That's right. So um, so usually in Alberta, especially where we are, wildfires are, uh, are a big deal. You know, that's something that happens every year. And uh, luckily this year, we've been fairly good with wildfires. There hasn't been any major ones around us, but usually when there's a fire ban, they almost always um, implement an ATV ban or off-road vehicle ban. And so when they do that, we can't use our quads for baiting. So what we've done in the past is we've tried to make sure that our baits are accessible by foot because more than likely come mid-May, there's gonna be a quad ban and we won't be able to get in there with a quad. Um, But this year, for whatever reason, it's, uh, again, a year for the bucks. You know, you can't predict anything this year. Um, The government of Alberta implemented um, a non-quad ban for anyone holding a valid bear license in a WMU that has a bear season. So what that means is if there's no HV ban, you can't ride your quad unless you have a valid bear license in that zone you're riding your ATV. So that's something they've never ever done before, which is, you know, great because now you can continue to control that bear population whether there's an OHV ban or not. Because I know a lot of guys, as soon as that OHV band's implemented, they're pretty much screwed because their baits are so far back um so yeah they lifted that for us hunters so we uh could continue to use our baits but at that point like i said we've already set up our baits fairly close and planned to not use them so we only really used our baits um to retrieve bears if we had to which i don't even think we really needed to we hiked most of them out um but our first sit what was the date of our first sit do you remember I don't remember that was the day I think I, I said on a podcast. I was feeling I was feeling cocky. I said, I'm gonna have a bear down. I think it was by May 10th or May 9th. And you're like, hey, that's like ten days from now. And then I sort of looked at the calendar and realized, okay, I, I've got to step this thing up. So it was I think it, it was early. The it was the first or seventh, co- Yeah, I think
1: it was the sixth, yeah.
0: Right around there. And so that was our first set. So we recorded a podcast going out to the bait. And we actually did a follow up podcast after that hunt, and we put them together on the same uh, same episode. So check that one out, guys. That would have been uh, two before this one. And um, and so yeah, we get out. You know, we plan to get in the bait by about three thirty. We work pretty much a full day of work, but you know we're always late. So we got to the bait. I think it was five o'clock, and uh, we seen our first bear of the year on our way out. At that point, we hadn't visually seen any. And you've yeah. seen one on the highway.
1: Yeah, we had been out plenty baiting and just trekking around and everything. Uh, I think we'd even been spot and stalking once. And uh, yeah, we finally saw our first bear just laying on the side of the highway, just a little black bear. While oh, while recording podcast. Were we recording a we podcast? We were recording the podcast. Oh wow,
0: too cool. So, yeah, you guys listen to that one because that would have been a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we record the podcast on the way out to the bait site, get to the bait site. At this time it's it's like almost five o'clock or around five. Um we get into the bear bait and uh it appears that, you know, a bear has been there. Um our our beaver's gone, the barrels have been knocked around a little bit.
1: And we had been there the night before. Yeah. You were there I think the night before, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I had hung a new beaver or a, a, an otter that we had skinned out and uh yeah, oh, was that the there. night before? That was the night before. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah I was there too then. Yeah um and yeah
0: so so we hang another beaver and uh then we just hurry get into the stand we check the camera the geocam and sure enough um the blonde bear or, or you know the cinnamon the blonde cinnamon yeah. that uh, eric's been watching for like four or five years watching it basically grow up from this bait um was there that morning around i think it was nine or ten a.m yeah um and then I think he was there the day before too so we knew that you know what there's a good chance this guy's going to come back tonight and he's big now. And so I've talked to quite a bit how I don't want to shoot anything on the first day because for one we're filming a TV show and for two I want to experience hunting these bears from the ground. I want to lock eyes with that bear. I want to be surrounded by bears. But now we've got a real dilemma, right? Because if this bear comes in on day one, am I going to arrow it? Now, I'd usually always say no, especially if I have time to hunt, which this year we sort of made sure that we had time. Um, But the issue with this bait is we, uh, there's another hunter that set up a bait around 50, 60 yards away from us. So what the bears are doing is they're going from our bait to his, ours to his, they're chasing each other back and forth. And so this colored bear, obviously, um, the other guy had seen it the year prior and that's when he set up his bait. I should mention ours was there for about four or five years, but no big deal, right? It is what it is. Um, Not a great situation, but hey. Plenty of bears to go around. There's plenty of bears for all of us, right? Um, So, day one, we've got another bait 50 yards from us with another hunter who could be hunting that bait any day. Um, And this is the bear we want. So, uh, he came in, sure enough, the bear came in after, I think we sat for an hour and 20 minutes and you said, Hey, look, there's, there's golden ears. And he came, came right on in, grabbed a beaver foot. And I was contemplating, Kay, do I do this? Do I not do it? And before I could make my decision, he was gone. And at that point, my stomach was turning.
1: Not really were gone thinking? though. Not really gone though. He just picked it up. He didn't see us. He just kind of sauntered away and we could still see him you know 30 yards away sort of off and on like when yeah. he first
0: left i don't think we've seen him but then you would sort of we could tell
1: him. where he was kind of walking through the trees in the back yeah yeah and then it didn't take long and he was circled back yeah
0: so it was well it felt like forever it must have felt like forever like i think i'm sure I knew he was, was coming I'm back sure, i think it was 20 minutes when i yeah, actually looked at yeah, the time yeah yeah which 20 minutes in the stand when you're in that situation waiting for a bear seems like an when hour When you're holding a
1: knocked the, arrow
0: holding a knocked arrow yeah And wondering, should I have this knocked? Should I not have it knocked? So, anyways, um, we sort of whisper back and forth. Hey, this is the bear we want. This is the one you know Eric's been watching for several years. And I asked him, I'm like, "Do you mind? Like, can I shoot this bear? Like, you've been hunting this thing for several years." And he's like, "Yeah, go for it." And then I'm contemplating. That's why we're there, man. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you said. You're like, "No, that's why we're here." And I'm like, "Well, you know what, I." If the chance comes, I got to take it. And so the one thing with me, I'm like, first day, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm not going to take a shot unless that bear is 12 yards in front of me standing broadside. And so sure enough, the bear came on in, but he didn't go to the beaver. He went to the barrel of buns and oats. Where yeah. we had another beaver. Where we, oh yes, there was a beaver inside of we, that barrel. We stuffed it in there. That, that's so when we got I... There. The whole time I was sitting there, I was just praying that bear didn't wouldn't take the beaver out and run off because I've had situations where bears have done that and they don't come back for another day or a couple of days. Um, Once they sure, got the candy, they're good. Yeah, that's the issue, right? And and now I'm thinking too. Okay, this bear's here. You know, John Doe, who's in debate. You know, a rock throw away from us might be hunting this tonight or tomorrow night too. And, uh, and we might lose our chance on this bear. And this is our bear. And, and this is a bear that you've literally watched grow up for since we put that bait in four or five years ago. Um, and so yeah, so this bear sits down, but he sits down behind the barrels. And so uh, he was back there. I think for at least a half hour or so, forty minutes.
1: Yeah, we watched him for a good, good half an hour.
0: Quite a while. So, and, and I like that because that gives you time to calm your nerves, relax. But I was very relaxed in the situation. And so was the bear. So was the bear. That bear was. That was his territory. There was no other dominant boar in that immediate area. He was the dominant boar, and he walked in like he was. Yeah. And you'll notice that with dominant mature bears, right? When they, so if, if it's later on in the season when there's been hunters come and go or, or you fill up that bait several times, you can tell they're very, very weary. They're the ones that'll circle the freaking bait several times before they come in where the young ones will come right in. But earlier on in the season, I found um, all they got on their mind is building up those calories And uh, if they haven't had any run-ins with hunters at that point, you know, and all they're worried about is maybe smaller bears, they'll just go right to that bait. And that's what he did. And so he sat behind these barrels 10 minutes past, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Um, I think it was like 45 minutes. He stands up. And, uh, and you whispered to me, like, you think you got it? And I range it and it was like 20, 24, but you know, he was in a shaded spot and I'm like, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. So like, okay. And so sure enough, eventually after, you know, another 10 or 15 minutes, I, I knew he was eventually going to come to that hanging beaver and that's what he did. He came down our trail and he actually locked eyes with us at one point and he almost looked right through us. Like he, he, it wasn't like we were anything at all that he was worried about. He just looked at us. We locked eyes with him. You grabbed your gun because this is a situation neither of us have really experienced before on the ground. And, uh, well,
1: and, I, yeah, I've never been wrapped in burlap sitting on the yeah, ground. I know. <laughs> I know. And so, um, and so then he he just
0: carries on with what he's doing and takes another, so at this point he's at 15 yards and he's at 14 yards and he's at 13 yards and he's at 12 yards, turns broadside, looks at that beaver. And uh, and I sort of looked at you, you looked at me, we nodded or whatever. Yeah, I just
1: said, I got him, you're good if you're, uh, I'm good if you're good. And yeah, and shot. then so
0: I stand up and as soon as I stand up, he looks at me and realizes that, you know I'm a human and then we lock eyes and it was it was maybe a second but it felt like 15 seconds I was staring at him but I watched the video it was like half a second but we locked eyes I released that arrow it went right where it had to go total pass through and uh the arrow was like a foot deep in the dirt right behind him and then he went about 40 yards toppled over and uh you know just an unreal feeling unreal we got the bear that you've been hunting for several years my first like really light color phase bear and so i've talked about it several times how how it's important that you always wait you know at least a half hour after you kill an animal even if you see him topple over i like to wait because you know you you got time you don't want to push that animal the animal deserves it yeah exactly yeah exactly um it deserves to die in peace right not chasing it and whatever else um, but yeah, so we're waiting. You know, again, it feels like an eternity. Five minutes feel like a freaking hour. So five minutes past, ten minutes past, fifteen minutes past, and now we start hearing stuff in the bush. Is that in front of us? Is it behind us?
1: Is it another bear? Is it,
0: is it another bear? Is there there's another bear coming in? Um and, and we were sure it came from behind us. And so we're both looking over our shoulders, right? And I thought at one point, maybe it's this bear circling us again after we arrowed and he wants to come in. And then we hear it's coming closer, coming closer. We look behind us and here is uh, the other guy who's hunting, who's baiting the bait 50 yards from ours, hiking in with his barrels, And so thank God we are with that bear when we did, because he went and climbed up in his stand and that bear would have just went back and forth. Right.
1: At some point in that evening. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we
0: closed the chapter because this bear you've been watching and I got to get some trail camera photos from you because you've got photos from him for the last several years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, The chapter's closed.
1: Yeah, we finally got him.
0: We did it. Yeah, we did it. It is
1: a hell of a bear, man. It went Pope and Young, right?
0: Yeah, it did. (laughs) It was just shy of 19 inches. I think it was like 18 and 7 eighths. Um, So, yeah, you know, great, great bear. Beautiful color on it. And uh,
1: early thick winter fur, still. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You can't beat it. You know, you, you want a bear. Your fall bears are really well furred, but they don't have the long fur. They still have the shorter fur, but it's thick and consistent. Um, But your spring bears, they've got that thick under fluff and then the long hair, which they grow in the wintertime in the den. So uh, yeah, if you want a real nice thick hide, the early spring's the time to get it. But occasionally you'll have a rubbed one, right? So if you wait till later on in the fall, you'll get a very well consistently furred bear, um, but not as thick as the spring ones. Um, But yeah, just a beautiful bear beautiful bear and uh you know we took the time it's important to me to always get good photos um you know whether it's a, a 80 inch white tailed deer or a 160 inch white tail deer or a big bear small bear um it's just important to capture that moment with good photos and you got some incredible photos yeah we spent we spent like two hours taking photos yeah and uh there are some there that i just they just turned out absolutely awesome yeah um, but yeah, so that was, you know, day one of our bear season. And just like that, my bear season was pretty much over. I didn't hunt at all. Um, really primarily for myself yeah. since that day.
1: Yeah. No, we started, uh, you know, we just kept cranking out the baits for, yeah. for everybody else and just kept doing bear season.
0: Yeah. So, so once that was wrapped up, um, I think the next
1: priority would have been Katie's. I think so, yeah. I think she was, yeah, because that other bait was rocking, and, you know, we had quite a few bears at it. We were happy with it, and we were ready to put her in the stand.
0: And and I just want to cut in. I should mention, we we didn't go back to that bait until he pulled No, the we barrels. closed
1: it. We closed that bait for the season.
0: Yeah, just because, you know what? That guy wants to hunt that area. We got the bear we wanted. Let's let him be. Let's let him, let him enjoy his hunt. Um, and we got, got the bear,
1: bear that we targeted before the bears were even out of the den. Exactly. Know, we were. You know, Brody asked me, "What bait do you think we should we should pinpoint? What, what bait should we put our attention on out of the three that we're keeping?" Phil and I said, "You know, this is the one. This is the one I have the most confidence in. It's the one I hunted." the last two years really hard sat in it quite a few times it's the one that's the busiest that i know of and there's this this particular bear here and it just so happened it all worked out and uh yeah like you said we closed the book yeah we did and and i
0: remember you saying that to me like while we were waiting for that bear you said man like i'm like thank you so much and i'm thanking you for it and you're like hey man this is the bear that i've been trying to take down and we closed the book we yeah. got the bear that
1: we wanted it just took your your good luck to finally get the bear because <laughs> yeah. for me i still got the bear right it's, yeah. it's good i just used you know you used the arrow but i used you we still got the bear. for sure and you know what man um like
0: Braden, my brother got his first bear right and just being there with it is uh just as rewarding just being there as long as i can get some photos of like him with the bear and me with the bear you know that's uh and that's
1: what you know i say it i feel like i say it all the time but guys always ask me how can you how can you stand guiding and never getting to pull the trigger and it's like just it's just as good just being there and it's almost like there's a little bit of pressure off your shoulder (laughs) oh it absolutely (laughs) is i'm way calmer (laughs) i'm way calmer (laughs) Cause you're, you know, even when we're sitting there, like you said, you give him half an hour. It's like you're, you're just sitting there vibrating, yeah. and you're like, is it dead? Is that him making noise? You know, or even, you know, you said, okay, you go walk up, and we wanted to set up some cameras and stuff for when you walked up for the your initial reaction and everything. And I was gone. I don't know, maybe seven minutes. Yeah. Like, so not was, quite ten minutes, and you were you were starting to panic. I was,
0: I was. So yeah, let's we'll get back to this, and I want you to get into Katie's, but. Um, So obviously we filmed the whole thing. This bear is gonna make its own episode um, because we had so much preparation of the hunt, preparation that went into the hunt. Um, And then we got a lot of footage footage of this bear. We got trail camera photos, we got a good story. So that'll be an episode. Um, But I wanted to get my reaction walking up to the bear and my natural reaction. So, you know, what a lot of guys do is they'll go put a camera at the bear and then they'll walk up to the bear and it'll catch them seeing the bear. But I said, Eric, I want you to go find this bear. So make sure it's dead. And if it's not dead, then come back and see me and we'll go and, and do what we got to do, retrieve it. Um, but if it's dead, set up a camera and then, uh, come back to me and we'll just go and, and I'll basically find the bear and we'll get my raw emotion of first visually seeing and picking up that bear. Um, so that's what you did. But, uh, Man, I swear it felt like you were gone for 20 minutes.
1: So the other thing is that from where I was sitting, from when you shot, I saw your arrow go right through. You know, we were sitting there for, like you said, half an hour. I watched the video. We saw your arrow go right through. We saw the blood. Um, I, I told you right after the shot. It's in the video. I said he fell down right there. And I could, like, see him where he kind of fell over. And then we walked up and found your arrow after the half an hour of sitting there and i said i'm pretty sure that's him right there and i could see him in my binoculars and so yeah i i thought you know brody's gonna be calm he knows i found him he's right there he you know because when i started walking closer i was like oh yeah that is exactly that's the bear and so i took my time i wanted the camera set up he died in like some thick willows and some dark trees and so it was really hard to get a good angle from where you would sort of walk in cuz you kind of got to zigzag and go around the bear and around the trees and so i took my time setting up the camera and yeah i can hear you like whistling and starting to like oh, you know I, like the whisper yell thing and yeah and i'm like oh he's getting <laughs> nervous or something i guess oh man i just
0: you know um you know when you when you when you do enough hunting you're going to have instances where you don't get a good shot and you think it was a good shot and you think you got good blood, but you don't have any blood. And then you think that animal has only gone 15 yards, but he has gone 300 yards. And, uh, we've all experienced those moments. And if you haven't, well, you just haven't hunted enough because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. And, um, and I've had those moments where I've been, you know, fucking as high as Mount Everest. And then, uh, I, everything comes crashing down when you have something like that happen, right? And so uh, I gave you the camera and, and I'm like, okay, hey, he'll be like two minutes, three minutes because he knew where it was and and I was sure it was right around there too. And I, you you were at least 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Oh, well, I was, yeah, I was around, right around 10 minutes. Yeah, bro. so I'm like, what the fuck's taking him so long? Yeah.
0: And... Uh, I'm like, do I go looking? No, I don't want to go looking because I still want to get my, like, raw motion, you know, retrieving yeah. this bear. Um, so, yeah, I, obviously then I must have started whistling or doing but you, the hill you, you quiet, know, that's what happens know. when you're so, yeah.
1: you know, you're so built up from everything that's that's there. And, and, and for me, it's just the evidence that's in front of me, that's what I'm going to go with. And so I've learned to not be, you know, too excited without seeing... Because I've done the exact same thing way too many times where you're like, Oh yeah, bear down or blah 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 down and you're texting your buddies and everything and then you go and look and there's not a speck of blood anywhere. And something. you know what, man, I And uh, then you just feel terrible because you got you're already on cloud. And nine. That's
0: one thing I've learned. Um I've like I had a close call. I think it was my elk I got. I shot the elk, he dropped And then he got up and ran. I'm like, okay, perfect. This thing's going to be dead. And so what do I go and do? I go on like, this was five or six years ago. I post bull down and then I get into the bush. I don't see him. And my heart just sunk. I'm like, what did I do? Why am I like, what was the reason for that? I know I'm super excited and I want to share it with people. And I was just on cloud nine. They just shot this bull. Um, But I just hadn't experienced that enough that I didn't realize that, you know what? You got to shut your mouth.
1: It's not over till it's over. It's not
0: over till it's over. So then I, you know, what I actually did is I just went silent and I'm a little, I knew I'd hear the elk because he wouldn't be far because he did drop. It was a high shoulder shot. And sure enough, I seen him and I went and dispatched him. Um, but that was about 40 minutes after I sent that message um and so i actually feel bad for guys (laughs) and i want to say something sometimes like after the fact because i've had a lot of guys message me hey man just arrow this bear i'm just waiting for it to die or hey just kill this giant buck and i'm just waiting for it and then you get the message at like midnight man i've been looking all night and i can't find it or the next day and uh and i i uh there was a velvet deer that i went super low on and just skimmed its brisket And uh, I knew it wasn't a great shot, but, uh, you know, I was talking to some guys that night and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's dead it's dead. And the next day I looked and nothing, right? Um, So yeah, one thing I've sort of learned personally is just don't hype it up at all until you have that animal in your hands. Because if you tell your buddies that you shot this deer or this elk or whatever and you hype yourself up and then you can't find it you're gonna crash way harder than you would have yeah right? like it's gonna be a hard crash anyways when you can't find it but when you uh
1: well and it's it's one thing to hype it up to your buddies or on social media or something that you got something you know before you've even got your hands yeah. on it but just to do it to yourself to be you know and you'll learn if you've hunted long enough that you just can't it's hard to get yourself all hyped up and then and then feel that, you know... Yeah. That oh shit moment where there's just nothing there. It's a horrible feeling. There's nowhere feeling. to go, nothing to go off of, you yeah. know? And uh, yeah, so you just got to stay humble until you, you got, know, until that's it's right it. in front of you. You
0: got to stay humble until it's right in front of you. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so you were gone and you came back in and the first thing I asked you, I'm like, is he dead? Like, we both seen him drop. We've yeah. watched in the video... Um, but you don't know until you're there, right? And you said yes. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm like oh yeah, don't
1: worry. <laughs> no problem.
0: Yeah, so that wrapped that up. So we uh, you know, spent geez, probably an hour and a half getting really good photos. Um and uh and we didn't ever hear that guy leave. Obviously, he did. He must have heard us snapping photos, talking or whatever, and then he climbed down, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so day one, man, it ended, ended quick for me, but, uh, I wouldn't have changed it any other way. Well, yeah, it's it's just,
1: you know, day one or, you know, last day, you know, day 10, day 30, whatever you can put into your season. Um, when that, when you set a goal, especially a specific one, which, you know, are the goals that are important. Um, and, and it's right there in front of you, you just have to take it because, you just never know what's going to happen. And, and what's the difference between day one and day 30 or the last day? Because, well, I know. would
0: disagree with that at least, um, in my situation, I would even think your situation, like you want to spot and stock bear with a bow. Yeah. But would you have shot a mature bear in day one with the bow?
1: Um, well, if, if, if it felt right. Yeah. We always and say we've that. We've talked right? about
0: that. Yeah. You'll get that feeling when it's the right feeling. Um, but for me, like I'm confident enough with bear hunting at this point that, uh, I don't feel like I need to, and we're filming a show. So we want to experience those bears want to, okay? like we enjoy the hunt. I enjoy just being on the ground, experiencing these bears as much as I do shooting these bears. But the main goal is to get the bear that I want. Um, so whether that's just a mature bear, so then it's broad, black bear, whatever, or whether it's this color phase, um, But the circumstance that we were in with this situation...
1: Which is what I was going to say is for me, that bear is personal. Yeah. Because the point I'm getting to is I hunted that bear, you know, half of two seasons ago. Yeah. And then all of last season until we got burnt out. (laughs) Yes. Where the fires took and closed the highway and we were done hunting. So for me, it was personal. I was still on that bear's trail, you know, Yeah. for lack of better words. For sure. And so I'm gonna like, okay, you know what? You know what it's going to take? I'm going to put fucking Brody in front of this <laughs> barrel and this bear is going to come out because I had everything happen to me in that stand where, yeah. you know, every single bear would come in except this one. The bears that this bear was always with coming in would come in and, and you know, this red one just never, ever showed up. And so I just had a feeling this year, this is what it's going to take. And uh, yeah, like I said, it was personal. So, um, yeah, when the day, when the time comes and the dice roll perfect, you just, you know, like you said, but you got to feel it and you'll know. It's just, it's, it's all in, but you in know, experience.
0: What, and that's how I feel with the bears at bear bait number three where Katie was hunting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cause you were the one motivating like us. The like the
0: blonde, the one with the, there's the bear there. So there's two mature bears there. There's one that's, he's a jumbo bear. Like it's, easy 350 pound bear. I would, I would be sure his skull would go close to 20, Yep, close to 20. It would have to, he's a big bear or over. And so he was there several times. Um, and then there was one with a, a white patch and uh, also a mature bear, you know, probably that little over 19 inch skull. On and him. you've
1: watched that one grow up from. And nothing. so that
0: one, I know for a fact, because of his white patch, I've had him for at least three consecutive years. <laughs> Um, the big one as well, I've got some trail camera photos and video of big a big black, and that might even be him. I haven't looked close enough, um, but uh, that was our game plan with Katie. Is Katie's never got a bear at the bait, and so sure. that was our goal with her. So you dive she's, on into that she's
1: one. She's never gotten a bear with a bow. So she got a bear at the—actually, the same bait you got That's your right. bear at yes, this yes. year. Last spring, she got a bear— um, from the ground, um, you know, kind of half spot and stock, half baiting. We were baiting, and this bear gave us a perfect opportunity, and she wanted to take it. So um, she took a really nice black bear last year with a rifle, and so yeah, she wanted to sit at the bait because she's baited with me for three years, um, every or three or four years now. Every spring we've been together, she's uh, helped me run, you know, stinky bait into the barrels. And uh, she just finally wanted to sit down and, and experience what the hype was all about. So, uh, yeah, we got her a, a bow all built last year, and she practiced all up. And uh, we were going to sit her in in your stand. And, yeah, like we said, the baits were nice and hot when uh, when we were planning to go out there. And then they just dove right off to nothing
0: and yeah, got real so slow. We talked, we talked about this bait number three, I think, a few times on the podcast, how... This bait doesn't often have a lot of bears at it, but the bears it does get, like the two mature boars, they would always seem to come in together for the most part, chase each other off. Um, At one point, there was three bears in one of the videos, and you mentioned one of them might have been a sow.
1: And these were just days prior to our first sit.
0: Yeah, like two days prior. Exactly. And And so you guys would sit two days in a row, the bears were there before, and then the bears were there
1: after you were there. That's right. And it just didn't line up. And then the days we weren't sitting, the bears were there right at that 7 p.m., 8 p.m. when we would have been sitting. So, you know, we're working regular. Katie works a regular job, so we can't really get out there till you know, 5 o'clock, 5.30, which is about the latest you want to get into a bear stand, but that still gives you five hours of hunting. So it's plenty of time. It's just the bears are already active at that time, so you don't want to be spooking anything. gotta be careful um but yeah like i said every time we're in there they just you know the very first sit we had that white patch bear come in and uh i think that day it dropped down to like minus two when we're sitting in the stand and uh you know katie had rain gear and an extra hoodie and that's kind of she's just a skinny little thing and that's all she had and, and we weren't really prepared for the weather so she just looked at me when that bear came in right at dark she said there's no way I can shoot right now. I'm way too cold. But with that being said, I watched that video. That
0: bear came in to that beaver, was it? Yeah. Grabbed a beaver for it or something, and he was gone. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, she didn't have an opportunity no, right No, not really. Like, essentially,
0: no. you would... I, I always, like, when I took my brother out or when I take new hunters out at the bait... I always say, don't take a shot as soon as that bear comes in. Let him get comfortable. Absolutely. Once he's comfortable, then you have to get comfortable.
1: Otherwise, what's the point of baiting? Otherwise, you might as well be cruising around or spotting stalking.
0: Yeah. So if they're coming to that bait, they're going to hang out. And this bear didn't.
1: No, well, he didn't right away. No. And uh, he had, there was a, a good piece of beaver that was accessible for him. And so he went right for that, uh, you know, kind of checked off with 20 30 yards and then he just ate behind a tree and we were watching him we could see him and then he circled back and he came back in and, and you know i told katie he probably most likely is going to come right back into the bait now's the time to get ready while he's at that 10 yard mark not really looking at us um and she that's when she said you know what i'm way too cold there's just no way it's just the first sit there's a good sign you know that was seen, the first set yeah very first sit um you know, it's a good sign. The target bear came in and so, you know, we're happy. Okay, that's fine. Let's let this bear just sort of leave or do whatever and then we'll climb down. And so it just so happened another bear started coming in or, you know, something started making really loud noise out on the trail. And, uh, that kind of scared that bear off and then it was dark and, and we took that time to leave. That so, must've been eerie leaving
0: that bait site.
1: It was a little eerie. Yeah. But you know, we have a rifle and, and we left with a little bit of daylight just in case. And, okay. and, uh, you know, it's just the fun of bear baiting. Yeah. Well, sitting you in a hear stand.
0: something on the trail. Yeah. And so we actually put like a security camera at the, the trail that we walk in on to get to this bear bait. Um, And this is just like a beaten down quad trail that just comes off of another basically quad trail. Um, it's actually almost like you can drive a vehicle down it. So I never thought the bears would use that as like a a way to travel. Um, but they do, we found out they do walk down that road basically. And then also walk through our uh, quad trail into the bait and, uh, I, I was always sure that I'd leave out that way. I'd never run into a bear, but no, we've now got bear, black bears, grizzly bears. Uh, they do use that, that quad trail coming in and out. Fish and wildlife. Fish and wildlife. Yeah. They went and checked it out and, uh, you know, it's good to see them out there and making Mm. sure everything's in tip top. It's good to
1: not hear any uh, concerns (laughs) from them
0: after being in your bait site. No, they're great guys around here. They're really good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we ran into them one day. They were going to check on uh, some other guys' baits and whatnot, and I told them I had one down there. And yeah, pretty you made, much where you made it was. the
1: mistake of telling them exactly <laughs> where it was.
0: <laughs> well, I've got mine's mine's posted up like a freaking school Yeah, and school we have zone. we have
1: nothing to hide, so we weren't. No, I've
0: got a sign right on the road, signs on the trail, signs going in. I always had the idea that if I got signs, it's going to deter hunters. But I've had a few guys tell me that. No, that's going to attract hunters. What's going to so, what
1: to me? I don't know.
0: But we didn't get anyone going into that bait on that security camera. No, we didn't. But yeah. we do
1: think that there's another bait in that area. Now, yeah, right? we do.
0: Yeah. Um, Just because it's odd how those bears, you know, would leave for like seven, eight days at one point later on in the season. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is... Okay, so back to Katie's, yeah, back to Katie's. hunt. So I think we sat two days in a row. We sat the first day. Um, We brought three extra layers of clothes for her we sat the second day nothing came in it rained um it even snowed a little bit the one day and then uh you know we had we couldn't hunt for another week or so and i think in total we had about 10 days and uh in all those days we only saw that that one bear that first night and uh the very last evening right at dark we had another bear come in Um, just outside of the bait site, uh, he was huffing, clicking his jaws. He was breaking trees and it was very obvious a bear, but we never, ever did lay eyes on him. And that that was was huffing at you guys. He was huffing at something. Um, we were actually climbing down, so we were making, you know, a fair amount of noise Yeah. and, uh, it was dark. And so we had lights kind of pointing around and stuff and yeah, we were just walking out and sure enough, this bear was right within 20 yards of us making a bunch of noise and yeah we just kind of skirted around and got out of there and i think he was going in for the bait and that's all he was really concerned about Hmm. but that was the end of katie's bear season we never really did she never had a shot opportunity um and she didn't really get the the bear sit she sat a lot of days a lot of hours and and saw a whole lot of squirrels
0: yeah you guys probably sat 50 60 hours in that stand if you sat
1: yeah 10 evenings yeah and uh and you know i just kept telling her, you know, this it's bound to happen it's bound to happen you know next night next night next night you're just bound to see a bear yeah and uh that's just you know just doesn't work out sometimes but but that is an issue too with mature bears that's right like fucking big
0: old bears is they they don't get old because they're stupid, right? Yep. So what I was almost thinking is those especially bears, in
1: an area like that that's heavily baited,
0: yeah, like there's got to be a reason why they aren't in there when you're in there. And what I'm thinking is is they probably bed very close to that bait so they know when you're going in and going out basically. yep. so what I was also thinking, Is, you know, that road you walk in on, it's not much a road, it's all that grass. You walk in there. I'm wondering if they bed there. And then, so they basically hear you walking down. And when they come in, they circle around the bait, basically come on in.
1: Yeah. Well, they
0: always seem to know when someone's in that.
1: How many bears did we get? on baits this year where we went to track them and we found basically like a living space yeah not 20 yards in well, the bush well my bear right at the very start your bear Braden's bears yeah. charlie's bears um all of them there it's like oh this bear has been living right here 20 yards in the bait it's been rolling living sleeping yeah. here eating there's bones here whatever right and so they they are there if your bait's holding bears they're right there they're, they're they gotta resonance. be yeah yeah
0: yeah. So yeah, you guys sat a lot of days and uh, just didn't happen, unfortunately. And
1: uh, yeah, you know, and she, <clears throat> we joke about it that she's uh, she's cursed that she's bad luck because yeah, I take her whitetail hunting and we don't even see a doe. Yeah, I think I heard her say that. Um, so it it's you know it's kind of in the air with her a little bit, um, but it's bound to happen and without and, a doubt. And uh, things like that, I like to think they work out. Everything works itself out. So yeah. you're gonna, you know. All this dead time that you're putting in, it's going to be that much more rewarding when you do get something. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, so that was just another chapter of this spring's bear season.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, so after that, then we dove into your spot and stock hunt.
1: Yeah, we did a few days spot and stock hunting around here.
0: So we did some, uh, you could call it backcountry, where we just went, uh, you know, high elevation um back to you know where most guys aren't gonna go especially for bears off of you know all the beaten quad trails we hiked you know several kilometers back into uh is that the grizzly ridge mountain range they call it i think
1: yeah there's into back into some uh i don't know if it's some really old burn or something back in there but some open hillsides yeah and just try to get into some you know the the very minimal open country that we have back here and you know right off the bat we didn't see the first couple of days i don't think we saw any bears um, first day we
0: seen one at the very end of the day was it was that the first day i think that was our first day
1: was it okay yeah we did see that one bear across the creek
0: yeah so All what right. we wanted to do and what what we had envisioned is um We didn't want to drive around and, uh, you know, spend all day in the truck, which, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's still a ton of fun spotting a bear in a cut line 500 yards down, putting a good stock on it. Um, But what we wanted to do is get a ways back where we can glass... Get on some, you know, some of these peaks and uh and spot a bear, you know, six hundred yards away, yeah. eight hundred yards away. Do some footwork. Do some footwork and have yeah. some fun. Put a stock on it. With the bow. With the yeah. bow. Yeah. With the APA bow. Yeah. And um and so, you know, our first day, it took us a while to really find a, a decent spot. But uh geez, I think it was nine o'clock at night when we came upon a spot that you had originally wanted to go to. We just couldn't really find our way around yeah we just sort of
1: wandered around and uh, you know checked out a few different spots and some places we thought were different places and found out later they were the wrong places but you know it is what it is and we just uh, we put some miles on and that's really really all you can do when you're bear hunting especially in the early spring is just cover ground whether you're doing that with your eyes through glass or you know in your truck or in your quad or on foot whatever (laughs) And right, yeah, right at, uh, the nine o'clock, just as it was starting to get dark, um, we kind of came to this big knob, uh, that I'd been to before and, and we we're just sitting there. I actually, uh, I walked down onto the, down onto the hillside and I found a whitetail shed and so I kind of was just sitting there playing with the whitetail shed and looking across the hillside and this Creek drainage. And, uh, it was quiet you know, like a little bit windy, but then I heard like a Like a tree fall, like a really obvious, loud tree fall. And I think you were up on the hill walking kind of the quad up on top. And uh, so I waited. I'm like, okay, there's got to be something coming out. And then I saw like a herd of whitetails run up the hill away from where the sound came from. And, you know, I so I ranged across. And it's like 300 yards. Like, okay, that's not that far. I'm sitting, I'm sitting. I'm like, something has to come out of there. It's not windy windy enough to blow a tree down or anything. And sure enough you know, five minutes goes by and here's this black bear just walking up the, up the bank. And so I got, then I got real excited, right? And I'm whistling for you. And I'm actually, I had to run back to the quad to get my camera and my backpack and my bow and everything. And then you were there and, uh, yeah, we kind of went down and started to film him and he ended up being a good bear, but we just did not have the time, uh, in the evening to even think about going after him. Yeah, so we had twenty minutes, I think, of hunting time left. Yeah, it was about ten o'clock by the time we saw the bear. Yeah,
0: and so we would have had to cross a little that little, uh, you know, river ravine and um, get up
1: around them somehow. Get yeah. up
0: around them, and it just, uh, you know, it was day one. It was day one. <laughs> it was day, and the thing too, when you're filming, right? Like you've got legal hunting time, but then you also only have camera light, right? And yeah. uh, usually you can hunt till about there's you know 10 or 15 minutes left of hunting time you're pretty much out of camera light yeah and that's sort of where we were at so we just sat and watched them and uh and then we got out out of there and we went back uh another day or a couple of days later to a new spot um god you know even a farther ways back and uh into some higher elevation and we glassed uh you know a few of those bulls all evening and we just uh
1: Just didn't come up with anything. Nothing popped out. Still a little early then, though. Everything was still brown. There wasn't really any green. Yeah. uh, Or much for green yet. And uh, yeah, so I think we put in like three or four days kind of consecutively in that one week or two. And then we went back to, uh, I went and helped Charlie out.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, We can't forget about Charlie's bear. And so Charlie, uh, Charlie's been on the podcast before. Uh, we've gone fishing, ice fishing with Charlie, and uh, he Charlie's this,
0: actually written some incredible articles on yes. our webpage. He's got a series about whitetail hunting, and uh, he goes in depth on his journey to kill a 180 inch whitetail. And uh, yeah, he's put together some great articles, and he's actually got a new one coming out on his bear
1: season. I was just gonna so say I'm gonna have to bug him for the bear one because yeah. he's got a whitetail one. He better have a bear he's one. He's got he's got a good he's had a hell of a
0: bear season. He's got a good one coming out. But yeah, you tell uh, tell your story with him.
1: So Charlie's goal this year was to uh, take his first black bear. He'd never hunted bear before in his life. Um, and, uh, you know, he wanted to try the whole baiting thing and he wanted to do it with a bow. And he wanted to do it from the ground. He figured there was no other way but from the ground and to really experience the bears. So he has access to some really nice property um, that has a family-owned campground and stuff, but they've had these problem bears for the last few years. And nobody's ever ever been allowed to hunt there or uh, bait bears or anything like that. And uh, so Charlie takes care of this property, and he's been given permission to bait and get rid of some of these problem bears. And so Charlie's, you know, set up his first round of baiting this year, and it's just a slam dunk of a bait. It uh, it ended up being, out of the, what, the six baits we have access to, probably the most, most productive bait this spring. There's been
0: as there's been more bears i think killed off that bait this year than all of our other baits yeah because
1: you got two more the other day (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so there you go so um yeah charlie um i think he went out one day right before the day before i was able to go with him and he sat for a few hours by himself and he said you know what man it just doesn't feel right um I want to sit with somebody. So I said, okay, let's, yeah, let's go. I'll come and film you and, you know, just be a little bit of backup. And so we sat and, uh, he had a recurve bow. That was his, his weapon of choice. And I think we were only there for about an hour and we had a bear come in and, uh, it was a younger bear, younger sow it looked like. And it stayed there the whole time, two hours, uh, two and a half hours. And then, uh, this bear that he told me he was he was really interested in, but wasn't really sure of how to judge him. And we've talked about this lots because bears are notoriously hard to judge. And, uh, you know, especially from a ground, uh, as a guy that's never hunted bears before, every bear looks big. To anybody, every bear looks big from the ground. So as a guy that hasn't hunted bears before, he wasn't really sure if it was, you know, what he wanted or not. And sure enough, you know, I looked at the bear and I told him that's, you know, if he comes in and gives you a perfect shot, that's a shooter bear. And, uh, we had quite the, quite the rodeo that day. There was, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, bear fighting action going on and they circled us in the blind and, and the bear ended up giving Charlie a good shot. Um, but you know, it just didn't work out. The arrow didn't land where he wanted to. And, uh, and he ended up wounding the bear just, just in the back leg you know the bear lived there wasn't any blood uh the arrow fell out right away and uh yeah that was that was charlie's first real encounter with uh trying to take a black bear and he just wasn't gonna give up and i think two days later he went back with his compound bow and and that same bear came in and uh he cranked it and that what did that bear score It was over Um, nineteen. The bear was
0: just shy of twenty inches. Yeah, just uh, just shy of twenty inches. Twenty. Yeah. And you know what? (laughs) Bears are are like the jumbo, jumbo, big, fat bears. You know they're big bears. But most bears, eighty percent of them, are extremely tough to. Or I'm gonna say ninety five percent. There's that five percent of bears where when they come in, you say, yeah, every single person will know that that's a giant bear. But this was one of those bears, guys say so you got to look at the ears. This thing had big ears on it. Yep. It had, it wasn't a very fat, fat bear. Like it nope. didn't have a big hanging belly, um, but it had a long body.
1: And uh, it was you know, like perfectly proportionate. So it almost looked small.
0: Yeah, it, it did. Where When people think of their big, giant bears, those bears look obese. Yeah, they look fat. They look fat. Big, Piggy. fat bears. Piggy. Yeah. And a lot of times too, they're just meatheads, yeah. right? They might not have big bone; they're just meat. Um, where this bear here, he was—he wasn't a meathead. <clears throat> he did have that crease, but he had a wide jaw. Um, he had a, a long skull, and he just wasn't a big fat bear. But he had the lengthy arms. He was athletic. Yeah,
1: genetically alpha.
0: <clears throat> so these bears here, like Eric said, no one's hunted this giant pump chunk of property for bears in several years charlie says as far as he knows this area has been hunted in 60 years
1: exactly that's how
0: long this these families own this property and so these bears have more than likely never seen a bait right so they aren't fattening up on oats and donuts and buns all spring Um, so they are lean bears and that's why i think this one was so deceiving because when i seen it in the back of his truck too I knew it was a big bear. Um, I thought it'd be around 19 inches. But uh, when we had that thing skinned out and fleshed on the ground and it measured like almost seven feet and its skull was just shy of 20, um, that's when it knocks you on your ass and you realize, you know, it doesn't matter how many bears you see, um, they are not easy to judge. No,
1: they're all different. And this one was just... Big everywhere. You know, some of them like big head or this one's got a big neck. He's got big shoulders. Oh, this one's got a big belly. Looks like he ate a barrel. This one was just big. He had yeah. big paws, big arms, big shoulders, big belly, big body, big head. And he had long arms. Like, it was almost like he was a little bit lanky because he was he just, proportionate. He yeah. was just a big bear. He like was. Like, just a big bear, big frame. And and so he was deceiving. Like, I even told Charlie in the stand, it's even in, on video, I'm sure, where... He's like, is that a good bear? When that bear first walked in, I was like, yeah. You know, and then he got close to the bear. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a, you know, it's a good bear. But he doesn't have no belly. He doesn't yeah. have anything. And uh, and yeah, big long ears. Big ears. Not really much of a crease in the head. Yeah. Um, you know, but it was there. As you can tell, it's a mature bear. And uh, but nice, nice dark face. And and, you know, it was just heartbreaking for Charlie when we saw that shot go off and And the arrow just not land on the mark. Um, You know, it kind of, I think it just went shy of the ham on the, on the close back leg when the bear was quartering, quartering away. And uh, yeah, I just told Charlie, man, you just can't give up, you know. And he went back and he got that bear and I couldn't have been more happy with him. And uh, yeah, he brought it to town and we spent, I think we spent two hours taking photos of his bear too. And Yeah. Well-deserved.
0: Yeah, I got some really good photos. Um, and he self-filmed the whole thing. I think he was running two cameras, and it'll uh, it'll be an episode as well on our next season on Sportsman Channel next year. Um, and yeah, that's just an incredible story that he had there. And uh, an incredible bait, too. Like we said, no one's hunted it, right? So there's yep. just bears galore on that bait. Um, so yeah, Charlie dropped an absolute whopper in the very middle of May, I think it was. Um, and what the heck did we do after that?
1: And Braden's wasn't long after that. So Braden's,
0: man, so much stuff happened here. We had
1: a long spring.
0: Yeah. So Braden's. So my brother, Braden. Um, this podcast will be out uh, in two days from now, and uh, our first episode on Sportsman Channel will air. Um, what's what's the date? Oh, it'll air on the thirtieth of June, I believe. Um, and then so in that episode is my first bear episode from last year. But the second episode, Brayden, my brother's in it. And he's been in, uh, you know, a bunch of, of the films that we've done. He's usually behind the camera, filmed me, been uh, been tagged along in a bunch of hunts.
1: Writes um, our recipes. On- writes
0: all the recipes every Monday. There's a recipe on Non-Typical Nation. Um, so he does a lot. But uh, he's never pulled the trigger or released an arrow on a big game animal. And, uh, this year, you know, he's like, I'm ready to do it.
1: So, you know, he, uh. He actually, I think he said that on this podcast. He might have. That a black bear was the animal he was going to go for oh, first. Oh, he
0: might have, yeah. And I think we, that,
1: check that out, that's podcast two? Yeah, it was early
0: on. It was yeah. two or three or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so, so he came up with his girlfriend and, you know, they are a little bit strapped for time. They had two, maybe three days So I thought, well, we got to stack up the odds. We got to get the best bait we can, get them in there. And, uh, you know, Charlie seemed to be the best bait. But at the same time, I'm getting pictures and text messages on my geocam that one of our slow baits is all of a sudden hot, and there's a bear there all day, every day. So we stuck with our first game plan, sat at Charlie's bait. Um, I wanted to sit with him on the first bait, where if we hunted one of our baits, there wouldn't be room for me to sit. So I said, let's do Charlie's. I'll hang out with you guys on the first day. Day two, you can go to ours. Day three, if you need to, you can hunt ours or Charlie's um, or one of our other ones. And so uh, day one, it's uh, Friday evening. We get into the bait, I think, around 4.30 or so. It's raining. We have rain gear on. I told them dress warm. It's one degree out. They're wearing toques and uh, it is cold, freezing cold. One degree drops down to zero that evening, raining the whole time. Um, we sat till seven o'clock, 7.30, when we seen our first bear coming down the trail. And, and at that point, I wasn't too sure if we were even gonna see a bear because of how cold it was. Um, and the fact that Charlie had just removed a bear from that bait not long earlier. So, uh, so sure enough, a bear pops out. Braden spots it first, which is awesome. Um, hundred yards, seventy-five yards down the trail, and it's actually super foggy and raining, so you can't see super well. But we did see the bear. He was feeding on the grass towards us, so we covered about twenty yards, and then he popped in the bush, and we didn't see him for uh, we didn't see him for forty-five minutes or an hour. And then so we're waiting, we're waiting, and I thought the bear's gone. I said, that's it, right? And uh, Brayden and his girlfriend right away there are like, there's there's another one there, there's another one. And it pops up right behind the barrel. We just, It just pops up there. So it came in right behind the barrel. And I think it was the same bear. I'm pretty sure it looked to be about the same size. And um, so what the bear is doing is it sees us right away, and then it grabs a bun and go runs in the bush and hides it. And it continues to do that, and uh, so while this is happening, I ask Bray. I'm like, "Hey, is that one that you want?" And uh, and he says yes. And uh, and sure enough, the bear uh, was hanging out behind the barrel for quite a while, and uh, we were both getting antsy, right? Like we'd seen him the first time, and it left, and so uh, so the bear then stood up, broadside, leaned on the tree to get the beaver. And so the bear's arms were forward. So we had a perfect shot of the vitals. And so I said, if you're ready, take it. And he said he didn't even hear me. And then boom. And so shoots the bear. Bear goes running. We wait our half hour. And I contacted you, contacted Charlie. You guys were both on the way. But again, this is one of those situations where I'm like, let's wait a half hour. And we're going to find him piled up 10 yards away, 15 yards away.
1: Yeah,
0: And, uh... So it's one degree, zero degrees at this point. I'm chattering. I'm so fricking cold. Um, Braden's amped right up. He's like, "I gotta find this bear." And, um, and 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 I'm just keeping everyone calm. Like I'm like, "Well, we should wait for these guys." But you know what? It's not gonna be far. Let's go for a little peek. So we start looking down where we thought the bear went, and looking, looking, looking. Don't see it. Charlie comes. Um, we continue looking. At this point now, it's an hour after we shot the bear and looking, you show up um, about an hour, an hour, 15 minutes after we shot the bear and we're looking and now it's getting dark and now it's starting to rain. The sun's gone down. So we're at about two hours at this point after he shot the bear. And now we're starting to ask questions. Hey, what what caliber a gun? I think Charlie asked me, did he shoot it with? Can I see the video again? Where did he hit? Um, you know, maybe it was just too high or too far back or whatever, right? And then you and Braden sort of wander off, go closer back to the trail. And I think you said, show me where the first speck of blood was. Well, I just asked you guys if you find blood. And we oh, didn't yeah, we find found. much. We found like a couple drops at the very start. Yeah.
1: Well, Braden said, "Oh yeah, there's blood right right by the barrel." So, okay. so you
0: guys went and restarted yeah. there. And yeah. what Braden said to me, he's like, Eric told me something that he said I'll never forget. Like, never overstep bear blood. Yeah, stick with it. So yeah. you guys are basically on your hands and knees, like looking at every speck yeah. of grass. And sure enough, you guys covered probably ten or fifteen yards, and you found a big. Patch of uh blood where the bear had coughed up blood. Yeah. And at this point we have headlamps and it's pretty much pitch black. So and it's still uh, raining. So yeah, we're at this point now too, we're all together because we found this big patch of blood and uh and the bear wasn't 10 yards away. So from the area where Braden shot that bear to where we found the bear was only about 25, 30 yards. Um but we overstepped the blood. We didn't look in the little nooks and crannies and uh, we all pretty much walked right past that bear.
1: Yep. Well, and me and Braden walked right by it when we were on our way back because the bear had died over like a tree, a fallen tree. Yeah. And it had died over like the trunk of the tree. But I remember looking in the roots of that same tree because when we found the bear, I looked at Braden. and I said, hey, Braden, you know where this is? So you remember when we <laughs> looked in yeah, the roots right. of this tree and it was, you know not 10 yards or whatever from where the bear actually lied but yeah you can never overstep bear blood because it's not like whitetail blood or or you know whatever blood ungulate blood in the snow in the winter time that's just you know like a highlighter you could see it from a mile away um bears don't bleed is usually kind of rule of thumb so they have such long fur Their heartbeat is slower than any other animal we hunt. And when you shoot them, their fur has so much, such a, such a chance to, you know, soak up any blood that does come out. They die before it even starts pouring out of them enough to leave a trail, right? Especially if you have a good shot. So like brains, for instance, perfect shot, both lungs, you know, heart shot even maybe. And uh, that bear didn't go 25 yards. How much blood was there? Enough to fill, you know, not even enough to fill your coffee cup, probably. Oh, there wasn't much at all. Yeah. Right, because it didn't have a chance to bleed. It didn't. At least it didn't have a chance to bleed out. It bled. It bled inside so fast and died that it, you know, it was in the fur, and that's why it's so important to, if you have blood, especially early on, um, you know, close to where you hit the bear with your arrow or your bullet or whatever. Um, if there's blood right away, that's really good. And just don't don't leave it because that's all you got. So you could you could wander everywhere and you might stumble on it, but if you got a trail, you know, if there's a little bit of blood, there's going to be a little bit more. And unless it's petering right out to nothing, um, which you will see, then there's going to be more blood. There Should always be more blood.
0: Yeah, and uh, and there was right. It was five ten yards from where it, or even closer, and that. 10 feet from where it died, it, it coughed up all that and, blood. And
1: sometimes, you know, how how long do we stand there? Probably 25 minutes. And yeah. sometimes, that's what I told Braden too, is sometimes it just takes 10 minutes. And then you'll just see a speck. And then all of a sudden that speck will lead you to somehow a big pile that you just didn't see for the last 10 minutes of standing there. Yeah. And it's just so important to, especially when it's getting dark. Um, and, you know, you just so excited and everybody's guilty of it that you just oh, it's going to be, you know, just around that next tree, and then it's not there. And then, oh, it must be around that tree. Well, it definitely went down this trail. But, you know, the animal took a left way back there, and you've been past it for yeah, two we
0: hours. Yeah, we had split up, and we were way back there. And I would even asked Charlie one time, like, have you been this far back? He's like, no, never. He said, we're deep back here. And uh, I was even looking at my GPS just to make sure that I was, um, wasn't was getting lost, right? So, um Yeah, you know, I was heartbroken. Braden was, I was heartbroken for him. I'm like, man, this is not how you want your first bear hunt to go, right? Um, But yeah, then we found it and it uh, it was a ton of fun. We skinned that bear out in the pitch black and took uh, all the quarters and the ribs and uh his hide and got some real cool night photos of that thing and uh yeah it
1: was a ton of fun it was awesome i, I just yeah couldn't be happier to be a part of that yeah a, another first animal for somebody it's always awesome yeah i think we got out i think it was midnight
0: when we just got to the truck Hit the highway there. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah and pouring rain and everyone's all muddy and bloody and dirty and and uh wouldn't yeah, have it any a, other way oh no man not at all That uh, was... so i had an experience on my last hunt this year um where it was a rodeo just getting in and out uh we didn't see any bears but i wouldn't have it any other way because now yeah. that's another memory to that point exactly right? yeah but uh yeah i know super special for him to get his first bear he's gonna have a nice tan bear hanging in his house and uh he's got a, a good skull to go with it and uh freezer and full of bear meat. meat yeah, yeah. He actually released a bear rib episode uh, or, uh, article, uh, just shortly after he killed that bear on the webpage and, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a good method of how he cooks those ribs. So I've still, I took one side, he took one side, so I've got to do mine still, but.
1: Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's been a busy spring. So what was after that?
0: Uh, Yeah. So, uh. After that was our uh, our bear camp.
1: Our bear camp. That was right at the end of May.
0: Yeah. After that was our bear camp, and uh, or after that, me and Amy went hunting for a few nights south of town, trying to get her a spot in stock bear. First day. We didn't see anything. Um, Second day, we ended up killing like four porcupines. Oh, yeah, that's
1: (laughs) right. I forgot about those. Yeah,
0: I'm like, you know what? We got to get way back because, you know, I want to get away from all the hunting pressure. And uh, we, you know, we covered a lot of ground and places where we usually always see bears. We didn't see a single bear, I think, that night. And uh, in areas where we used to see bears way back there, we just didn't see them this year.
1: Um lots of traffic in that area. A though, lot of traffic. About.
0: We noticed this year, um, you know, with the COVID thing, guys got a little bit of extra time. More guys are hunting those areas. Um, you know, the area I'm speaking of is is well known in the hunting industry for bears or hunting, you know, community in Alberta for bears. A lot of people go there to hunt bears in the spring, just because there's a lot of access and everything else. And it does always produce, you know, a lot of bears, you know, a lot of good ones too. But, uh, you know, my plan was just to get far enough back that, uh, you know, we might be able to, to get onto a few, few lucky bears, but we just didn't. But, uh, you know, we were uh, both a little trigger happy and we seen one porcupine and she took it and then it wasn't 30 yards later and another one. And, uh, then I seen another one. And I'm like, no, I won't. And then we seen a, a great big one and I ended up shooting that one. So we we're going to do like a, a triple mount with our three porcupines and they're super neat looking critters. Um, but that same day, a good friend of mine met us back in South Mitsu and he seen a blonde bear. Totally like blonde as blonde can be. But it was about a year and a half old bear like it was a smaller bear he got to you know within about 25 yards and realized that hey it's just too small but he was close to it when swirled and the bear ran off um but uh you know we had just passed that cut line an hour uh, earlier so uh yeah you know it uh it, w- it was tough for amy and i this season um we were out those two days and then the following weekend um is when uh Tommy and uh, Tim with Old Smokes came up.
1: Yeah, and we had our bear camp.
0: Yeah, so that that was a lot of fun. Um, You know, personally, I've never done a a bear camp like that before. Um, You know, Eric's Primal Adventures hosted us all. They uh, put us up in a nice outfitting tent and some great meals. And uh, yeah, it was a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, so uh, I wanted to ask you, it's perfect on air here. uh, So what were you thinking compared to what you actually got out of the bear camp part of it. Yeah. Like, were you so, expecting something different? Um, No, not necessarily.
0: Because <laughs> we had talked about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we sort of, uh, you know, talked about what we need and this and that. Um, But no, you know, what I was looking forward to is... A weekend of bear hunting coming back to the camp, talking about our days, BSing about, you know, what you seen or what I seen or what we did here, you know, have a beer or two and drink some coffee in the morning and just the con, you know, just the camaraderie with everyone yeah. there, right?
1: For me, it's the it's like the never putting the bear top or the hunting topic down. Like yeah. you're never taking the hunting gear off. You're just you oh, know, yeah. you come in, you come to camp, you're still. You're just there, you're always yeah. there, right? And that's that's what I love about it. No, man, it it was awesome.
0: Um you know, before we even started hunting, we had a little bit of action. Tommy ran a quad right through the back window <laughs> of his truck. Yeah. Yeah. So we all met at camp. Well, you and Tommy had stayed there just to set things up um the Thursday night, and then me and Tim headed out there Friday morning. And uh, we quickly got unpacked, and then we headed out to uh, go fill up some baits. And uh, the first bait, we were on our way out. It's about a 20-kilometer ride back there in the trucks. And uh, Tommy's quad went right through his back window, hit a bad bump, and it went right through the window, you know, first few hours of his hunt in a province uh, away from his home province, and uh, he smashes his back window.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that was, uh, you know, that was a tough one for him. But uh, we continued on and uh, we got to the bait and it was it appeared that there was a bear there uh, that morning um, and the day before. Now, this was a new bait that we had just set up about a week earlier, so we weren't too sure what was there. Um, so we we're getting things set up and Tim's like, hey, I'm just going to stay here. And so I, I was I was a little, uh, I wasn't expecting that. I thought, okay, you know, geez, if he wants to sit, Well, let's do it. But I wasn't ready. I didn't have Yeah, we were going to run
1: back to camp and have a bite to eat. Um, But we had to hang a stand for Tim. And so he got up in the stand. He's like, you know what? I'm comfy. Let's just stay. I got everything I need.
0: So I said, well, you know what? I'll leave the quad here for you. So if anything happens, you have the quad. But I will be back in two hours. So we set him up there. Um, I buggered off. You guys left. I went and grabbed what I needed at camp. Came back in. As I'm walking in, I hear whistling. So I thought he's just whistling. So he knows... So I, so he knows that it's me coming in or whatever. So I whistle back and I walk into the bait. He's like, there's a bear right here. You just pushed the bear off the bait. And so right away, my heart sunk. I'm like, no, I just spooked the bear off. He's like, it wasn't a big one. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, are you serious? Like there was literally a bear right here. And he said, yeah, there was, you just spooked the bear off. He was watching you come in. And he's like, I was just warning you. He said, I was going to yell bear or like, Hey, there's a bear. But I, uh, you know, didn't want to startle you. So I just whistled, <clears throat> which was perfectly fine. And I always walk into a bait expecting there to be a bear there. Um, you know, I had my 12 gauge with me and everything, but, um, but yeah, so he told me that I climb up in the, in the bait or the tree stand. And sure enough, he shows me the video. There was a bear right there, a smaller, probably about a, you know, two and a half year old bear. And, um, and then we sit, we sit, we sit two hours pass and then the same bear comes right on in. And he, uh, sat there, you know, all night and we hesitated a little bit, but you know, at first day it's a smaller bear and it was just too small for what Tim wanted. And you know, it, it wasn't a mature bear by any means. So, um, we had expected to, uh, to climb down from that stand and that bear run away, but that bear lives in that area. Like he bedded down there and, uh, and we talked and and we couldn't even scare him out of there. That's where that bear lives. And I got a video. I climbed down from the stand, filming the bear, keeping my eye on him. And he's not 20 feet away from me, just bedded down, looking yeah. at us, staring. And so Tim passes me his gun down and he climbs down. And this bear is still just sitting there looking at us. And... Um, And I told Tim, I said, I don't want to scare him out. So let's just keep our eye on him and walk out. And we just kept looking over our shoulders. And sure enough, he just sat there and watched us walk out. Um, But those are the bears that are going to walk in when you're baiting and just be curious and pretty much want you to feed them.
1: Yep, they're just there for the food. Yeah,
0: Yeah, right. And so that was a super cool experience for me and Tim, because we haven't experienced anything really like that before. Um, you know, I've had bears last year where they knew I was in the stand and whatnot and they're chasing each other around and they weren't really worried about me. Um, but walking out with a bear watching you walk out, that was, uh, that was different. It was pretty cool though. And I got some cool video and photos and stuff. So that was day one for me. What did you do on day one?
1: uh day one oh day one i stuck back to camp uh finished setting up a few things got some dinner ready and everything for you guys so that it wasn't uh you know too too late when we got got back to eating because we were we were rolling into camp right around 11 right so it's it's late by the time you get some food cooking and everything so i had everything sort of prepped for us and and then i went out and, and cruised around for a little bit and i didn't see anything I don't think i saw anything i think i saw a moose and a deer and that was about it and uh tommy where did tommy go tommy first sat
0: then? at bait number three so tommy sat at the same bait that oh right uh, i went
1: and helped him he so yes yeah, so tommy went out he was in front of me um you went back to camp i went to meet tommy at that bait to get him in there help him fill the bait up and then get his stuff up in the tree. And when I rolled up, Tommy's stuck in the ditch. Oh, no. With his truck. So was he on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? So he's on the left-hand side as you're driving in. So opposite of your uh, of the bait trail. So that's so the he, left-hand side. Yeah, yeah. He, so he backed in. How did he get stuck there? He backed into the ruts. And instead of backing up onto the road, he backed oh. right into the ruts. So he's standing there on the road as I pull up, and he's laughing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my day's not going very good. And this is right after he smashed his back window, you know, a couple hours earlier. And so I hook up and pull him out. No big deal or whatever. Get him parked on the dry side of the road. And we, uh yeah, we got in there and hung the beaver for him and got him all set up. And and then and that's when I went back to camp and, and did the things I needed to do. And then I went out hunting and didn't see anything. And so you guys were the only ones that saw a bear that day. I yeah, think.
0: so... uh and yeah, so this is the bait, same bait that Eric and, uh, and Katie sat, um, but uh, Tommy didn't see a single thing. No. And so day two came and uh, we went and filled up bear bait number two, which was relatively slow throughout that season so far at this point, but when we all got there... It had appeared that a bear was there recently. We checked the camera, and there was numerous different bears there within the week prior. It was hot all of a sudden. Within the seven days
1: of that Including a jumbo.
0: Including a jumbo bear and a grizzly bear.
1: Yeah.
0: A grizzly bear actually there right after you guys had baited that bait Thursday night. So
1: Thursday night, I forgot about that because I was late at night. So Thursday, we had this idea in our head all day Thursday where we were going to set up camp as much as we could and then right around dark, go and fill this bait. And so, you know, we're late as always. And so it's a little few hours, couple hours past dark. It's about 1 a.m. And Tommy's like, I'm not going to be able to sleep for a little while. Do you want to go fill that bait? I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's five minutes down the road. Let's go fill yeah. that bait. <laughs> At 1 in the morning. At 1 in the morning. So we go and fill it, you know, we had, we took precautions with us and, uh, we were just going in there, dumping a couple bags of oats and that was it. It was only five minutes.
0: But going into that bait, cause we have had grizzlies there previously. Did you have that mindset at that point going in that there may be a grizzly there in that area?
1: Absolutely. Oh, you did. Yeah. Always. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And, and you're going into the dark, right? So you want to make your presence very obvious so that, um. At least something else makes its presence obvious before anything happens.
0: Yeah, because Katie was by herself in the dark filling that bait up. And, and we and we both left her, and I was surprised that you had left her there. But oh, we yeah. hadn't seen a grizzly bear at that point.
1: But, um yeah, funny enough, the bear was there, what, an hour after that? Time hour, that's when
0: we had our first photo of this grizzly bear. It was an hour so after we yeah, filled we, that bait in the me, dark. you,
1: and Katie had been there earlier in May, filled it up. We had to run back to the truck quad. The quad? Just the quad. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, yeah, pop, 60 pipeline. yards away, but yeah, yeah. still 50 yards away. And she was unbagging buns. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, she's, like I said, she's baited with me tons, yeah. so I don't think anything <laughs> of it. I'm like, she'd come out if she wasn't comfortable. And so sure enough, she's, you know. She's got bear spray or? Yeah, I think she had bear spray in her pocket. Okay. You know yeah and uh yeah so an hour later we checked the camera what a couple weeks or oh no we had that's the geocam check the camera that oh yeah they texted us photos so the next day at work brody shows me these photos of this grizzly bear here an hour and a half after we had been there you know that time in the dark also um, but tommy and i that 1 a.m um thursday of our bear, bear camp weekend yeah that bear had been there 20 or 30 minutes right before we had was the last photo we had of him. And uh, so apparently we spooked him off the bait and never and saw him. And you guys didn't know that
0: him. because he didn't check the camera that night? Yeah. Or you didn't... wouldn't have known it because he was there after or was he sorry he was there before he was there before but you didn't check the camera that we had night. no
1: time to check the camera we were just in and out like yeah. i said five minutes we were we were just filling it up so yeah
0: yeah we had no idea and that so the we, next day we checked the camera and bunch of different blackberries on it and then of course this grizzly bear pictures just, of us minutes. or
1: pictures of grizzly bears and then pictures of our two dumb walking in there with headlamps on yeah uh so yeah not recommended but we lived to tell the tale so
0: yeah. So Tommy sat, so that bait, it was, it was hot. You know, there was a few different bears there. And so, uh, we asked Tim, asked Tommy, Hey, who wants to sit the bait? Um, we, Tommy decided that he would sit it and, uh, Tommy had some action. He had a few different bears come through, I think two different bears, um, you know, none that really cranked him up um you know when we looked at the video at least of one of them it looked like a good mature bear and we told him man we're like geez if that bear comes through i would whack it but it's it's up to you you'll get that feeling right um and uh so he went back to that bait the next day too and and i don't think that bear came in but a different one did uh me and tim sat at uh, bait number three saturday night so now this is the same bait that uh eric and katie sat um because me and tim wanted a big bear and then told the, the big night before one. you guys told the night before and it didn't come in so i was sure hey this bear hasn't been here for two nights it's coming yeah. saturday night
1: they almost never skipped two days yeah
0: so we got out there early tommy got in his bait saturday at uh at one two o'clock tim and i got in our bait at two o'clock um as i said tommy passed on on a couple bears uh, me and tim got skunked not a single thing came through um so now we're on to sunday day three and uh, day three was an action-packed day there were great bears killed but let's get to it on the next podcast because we're at like an hour and 26 minutes you game <laughs> sure, yes, sure, sure.
1: <laughs> i think your camera just died anyway oh did it
0: okay guys so we're gonna wrap it up at this did
1: the camera literally just, just yours die? yeah just now
0: what are the chances of that, eh? Spooky.
1: Spooky, spooky. Yeah, Anyways, hold guys. You're holding out on everybody, though. I was ready to tell. I day. know, but we're
0: an hour in 26. Eric wrote an incredible article. Um, go and read it if you want. It tells a story of day three. Um, or just listen to the next podcast. We're going to get it out right away, guys. So within the next seven days, we're going to have another podcast. Yeah, we're back on the or track. Or sooner.
1: We're, uh, we, we had bear season in the way. Yeah, um, there's no hunting going on for the next couple of days or next couple of months um, until August. So we're back on the podcast. I want to say though,
0: day three was an insane day. Insane. Oh, absolutely.
1: And actually, it was day two.
0: No, this is day three. No,
1: it was it was Saturday. Day two is where the day I killed my bears. So we took pictures we took pictures sunday morning you're
0: right so we haven't wrapped up saturday we yet guys wrapped up saturday. day three was insane we even had an extended day four where another bear was killed so we've got some incredible stories yeah, to tell lots and to tell. then hey we still had two more weeks after that of hunting so we've still got plenty of stories and uh the best ones are saved for last so tune in guys within the next week we'll have another podcast thank you so much for listening great to be back